Anna Leong Brophy, are you there? Emily Lloyd Saney, I am here. And I'm so excited to be joining you for another episode of Still Legit. What? I'm so excited about this one. So if you haven't listened before, this is the podcast where we revisit films, books, TV programs, ideas, things of the past (laughs) that we love, that were gems. And we ask, are they still legit in today's world? And today, Anna... mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. We've got a good one for you. Yeah, we've got every uh, little girl's memory, like treasured memory, The Little Mermaid. Do you think anyone's worst Disney film, like the one they, they least like is The Little Mermaid? Oh, interesting. Um, no, I can't imagine, unless people don't, some people don't like seafood. <laughs> <laughs> some people have allergies, Emily, so... There's a lot of shark shaming in this, so... There is shark shaming, actually. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah, and we just want you to know that we're looking at Disney's The Little Mermaid, not the darkness of Christian Andersen's. That's so interesting that you say that because... Oh, are you? Have we watched different things? No, yeah, yeah, no, I just just read the book. No, uh, I don't read. No, because a friend of mine, Lena, shout out, when I was like, oh, because obviously now... Uh, in lockdown strike one Anna I know I know strike one but I'm just gonna say as a recommendation I've really really been enjoying the simulcast watching a film at the same time as my friends not on a zoom or anything like that just literally on whatsapp occasionally batting comments back and forth it's it feels like something more than watching a film in isolation I really recommend it weirdly we're doing a podcast together and mm-hmm. we've not had that thought. No, we haven't. But then I'm like, what if we waste all my good chat on Emily on the WhatsApp? <laughs> That's true. And also we spend so much time on calls and WhatsApp together. Yeah, but, we do. You know, same. I just want to mention very quickly mm-hmm. that last week you mentioned your cardamom bud, uh, buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, cardamom, <laughs> that's a different game. <laughs> uh, the cardamom bums that you, I still can't say it. Oh my God, cardamom bums. Last week you mentioned your cardamom buns that you'd made that you didn't want to make, but they ended up being gorgeous. Yes. You know, we had requests for the recipe. Did we? Yeah. Someone messaged me on Instagram because it's someone I know who listens. And then we got an email saying, can I have the cardamom bun? Recipe, please. I actually did a little cook-along with my friend Shauna, also shout out, but her dough rose super quick and mine did not want to rise. So my second batch didn't turn out as well, but hey, they're still there as an option. But we got a picture of the first batch, so exactly. fine, no one needs to know that. So if people want the recipe for those buns, you're willing to share it, aren't you, via, if they just email in I'm or willing to share. message us. If you give us a juicy little tidbit, a bit of info about yourself. Like your thoughts on the podcast? Once I was doing a podcast, I was on the Guilty Feminist with Sindhu V, mm-hmm. and they that was in the days when we were allowed in the same room. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing the yeah, most... they don't let two Indian women in the same room anymore. <laughs> yeah, only on that, right? <laughs> so she smelled delicious, and I asked her what perfume she was wearing, and she turned that we dead in the eye and said, "Get your own." <gasps> what? Sindhu! She was like, get your own smell. She doesn't tell people what perfume she's wearing. She's like, I don't want you smelling like me. Which is so Sindhu V, right? I'll never forget it. Love that. I totally I knew you'd like that. (laughs) I'm like, you cow, you fucking bitch. And you're like, yeah, absolutely right. I'm into it. (laughs) Get your own bloody scent. 
and aroma. Well, I will. Perfume smells different on different skin. Yeah, yeah, but I can, I get it. You know, people, everyone's trying to be individual, right? Everyone wants to smell like their own individual little flower. Sindhu's protecting her secret. Whereas me, I'm willing to share the cardamom bun recipe that I got off the internet that is not mine (laughs) at all. (laughs) Because I'm just really safe like that. I'm just really cool. You're just so safe and sound. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do we need to do a rundown? Do we need to do a summary of Little Mermaid? Yes, we do. We should not assume, you know? We shouldn't have mermaid privilege and assume that people don't know. That, sorry, assume that people do know. All right, well, let's see how your, let's see how your synopsis skills have come on in these, in these days. <laughs> so The Little Mermaid, as Disney has it... Oh, yeah, I didn't actually finish saying that my friend Lena said she was oh, yeah. traumatised for life because her mum was being too tight to buy her the actual Disney film, so bought her some sort of animated Hans Christian Andersen version where at the end she dies. She gives her life for Eric. Yeah. Right? As the as the OG story. Yeah, the, the original story is really dark. So bleak. I mean, all his stuff. And I read it all when I was really young. It's not a happy guy. I just so much stuff of like people eating their children in pies, Game of Thrones style. Yeah. If nursery rhymes were all based on Titus Andronicus. Oh my God, it's so that, isn't it? So yeah. dark, so dark. That's probably the most highbrow thing I've ever said. Yeah. Just the words Titus Andronicus. <laughs> She's a trained actor, guys. She's a trained actor. I'm trained. I actually played Lavinia in Titus Andronicus University. Did you? And uh, yeah, and I came out. And there's a scene where she's been raped and she's had her hands cut off and her, her tongue, tongue cut off. So gross. And the director had me have a mouthful of blood and these really long sleeves on the outfit that were drenched kind of red. You're loving it. I can yeah, tell you're loving, loving it. it. Loving it. And so I came out in the second half. And I'm in the shadows where my uncle's like, what, what's that lurking in the background? And I came out and my mum from the audience went, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Penny. Brilliant. That's so good. When I went to see it at the, um, I went to see it at the Globe a couple of years ago and everybody was fainting. <laughs> All the oldies. Oh, yes. Were fainting. Was she... in, there was an article about yeah. it, wasn't there? And obviously that's the only reason I went. I was like, yeah, I want to see some people pass out in... The groundlings. And they did. Did you feel queasy? No. I mean, it's ridiculous, really. Like, it looks like someone's bad Halloween costume, zombie costume, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Maybe I wasn't, like, understanding the text properly. No, I wasn't queasy. So, the rundown is... Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I want to say a a princess. Essentially, she is a princess, right? She's a princess. She's a princess. King Triton's daughter, Ariel. So, the king of the sea, the king of the ocean. And she is obsessed with the land world. Yep, the the outside world. The land world. The land world. I don't know how to say. Um, Our world up on the up on the surface, and she sort of fantasizes about being part of that world, and he's really against it. He's got a fabulous little sidekick called Sebastian who he sends to keep track of her. Anyway, she she rescues this prince who's shipwrecked and he sees her briefly they somehow magically fall in love and then the rest of the movie i'm really concentrating trying to keep this brief (laughs) the rest of the movie um is her trying to basically get to him so she she exchanges her voice for um legs 
and she has three days to to get true love's kiss from him but she has no voice and the evil sea witch ursula who took her voice is thwarting her at every step good well first of all five points for the word thwart Oh, thank you. And second of all, great synopsis, Anna. Thank you. Guess what, guys? They live happily ever after. (laughs) Oh, God. So I'm really excited to get into this. So shall we... But should we do a little check-in first? I think we always should. Yeah. You're right. So, Emily, you're right. I am all right with the looming threat of not being all right very close by. I've got imminent, imminent pain. Tell me. Well, first of all, can we just shout out to our new sponsors? Well, they're not, but they could be when they hear this. Have you heard? There's there's a wax, like a bikini wax kit called NADS. NADS. (laughs) Like gonads. Like gonads. There's a bikini. I'm sure they do facial waxing stuff as well. Is it for nads? Is it a male-centric waxing company? No. No. Well, I would say nads for, you know, my nethers. Would you? Male nads. Nads is gonads, isn't it? Nads wax. Yeah, it's coming up on my Google. When you shorten it. Goodness me. And shorten it, it's a vagina. Yeah. Nads. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how that works for sure. (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things like remember when they changed the name of jiff because it was offensive in some countries and they changed it to sif which is definitely syphilis i just remember the adverts where they were like oh we've changed it because spanish people say hiff and i thought yeah "Hmm, okay sure let them yeah why don't you just change it to hiff then yeah well maybe i've just bought what's wrong with diversity Come on. Anyway, so I've got myself some nads. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I've gone and acquired myself some nads because summer's here and, you know, some people don't and some people do and I'm one of the people that do. Hey, feminists wax. Okay, guys? Feminists can wax. But I've decided, you know, to have a little tidy up. Sure. But I can't because I can't see or reach the area anymore. Say. It's so far away from you right now. I, honestly, I can't see. So it's going to have to be a real mirror situation. Oh my God. Like a like a Judy Bloom novel. Like an exploration <laughs> of your inner self. Yes. <laughs> I remember once when I tried to wax myself with strips when I was about 16 or oh, 17. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But my hand just wouldn't pull it it just wouldn't do it a lot of people are getting triggered right now having had similar experiences i imagine yeah we can all relate to it so i've got the hot wax the one that you put up you put on and then you just yeah 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 off i think i can do it in the least sensitive areas but you can't even take some painkillers or something like that to take the edge i can take a paracetamol but what really does that do but maybe psychologically that helps I hope so. I had um, a friend. I mean, I still have the friend, but who shall re- remain? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Um, and we were living together. <laughs> oh my god! And she came into my room in agony and horror, and was like, "I've done a terrible thing." What on earth possessed her to allow or to to buy wax strips and try to get her boyfriend? <gasps> to wax her bikini line. They don't know. 
I mean, they don't know, guys, I know some of you do, but generally they don't know. And this guy, he did really not know. So what happened is she'd put the, the strip on and then, I mean, also it's it's a scary thing, isn't it? To like rip the, you have to kind of rip it up off like a plaster for anyone who doesn't know how waxing works. You lucky things. If you're not, um, if you don't do it swiftly, you need that kind of momentum. So he couldn't yeah. do it. He kind of, you can't be gentle. You can't be like, babe, yeah. this is, you know, do You've it got to be slow. cruel to be kind. No. And he was, he, it was like bruising, bleeding. And then she just couldn't get it off. Then by that point, it was then too painful to move forward with it. So she was just like, I'm now just going to have to pour hot water on myself and try and get it. I mean, yeah, melt that. Just hellish. The review, actually, because I was looking at the reviews online thinking, is this actually a real thing? And the first review said, yeah, get this if you want to glue your butt shut. (laughs) So you bought it straight away. And so I said, yeah, I'll take three. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I think if the beauty industry can hold on for this terrible time, they are going to thrive. I can't imagine anyone getting a hair appointment when lockdown lifts. Well, I mean... If you could go into a beauty salon right now mm-hmm. and have one treatment, what would you get? And this is a place oh. that does hair, massages, nails, pedicles, everything. Anything. That's such a good question, Em. Thank you. I think it would maybe be like a massage. The thing is, I I want the other bits and bobs, but just that feeling of like contact with another person (laughs) you just want someone to touch you i just want to be touched in the right places yeah yeah productive touch and and for it to be essentially just a pure purely luxurious experience yeah exactly give me that 90 minute massage yes that's what i'd go for that's a good question what about you would you obviously a massage would be lovely because you walk away feeling Mm. better and lighter and we're actually we've been sat in with sofa makeshift offices for so long Mm. but i think it would be a pedicure which is not something I'd normally go for anyway because I find them tickly and scratchy, which is two things I can't deal with. (laughs) But you want to talk to yourself. (laughs) But, you know, I just like the pain. No, I can't reach my feet and they look like hell. So, uh, apart from my imminent pain coming up, I'm all right. Good. Which leads me to my question. Anna, you all right? I'm all right. In as much as I feel like I need to go into the middle of a field and scream for half an hour until my vocal cords, until I go full aerial. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I am just, I think I'm very much feeling the limitations of living in a very busy part of London mm-hmm. um, because of the situation that we're currently in. That which shall not be named. Yeah, I'm just dreaming about like being on an island in Greece or, you know, I just keep having these. You know how you might be like, imagine if we were like on holiday, but I'll just go into this like long rambly scenario where I'll be fully visualizing going, (laughs) imagine if we were like in Thailand on a beach and then I'd walk up to the reggae bar on the beach and, and I'd order um, a delicious cocktail. I won't even know what it is. And I'd bring it over to you and the sun would, and I'd just be going on and on and on. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm actually 
trying to uh what's that leonardo dicaprio film where he just goes into inception dreams? i'm trying to inception myself into <laughs> into yeah. a beach building architecting <laughs> the dream around you yeah so um i struggle so i did a sample hypnobirth Ooh. thing yeah just to see if it was anything i could get on board with and i just couldn't relax at all but it was a lot of visualizations in it i couldn't it was the first time i listened to it you don't know how long it's going to be i feel a Felt a bit of defence against relaxing completely with a voice mm-hmm, I didn't recognise. Mm-hmm. But she was getting me to visualise uh, uh, sitting in a meadow on a blanket on a really sunny day. And I just had to feel the sun on my head. And actually the sun was coming through the window. So I'm like, oh, I can get on board with this. Like you're lying on a blanket. The sun is hitting your head. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, flies. <laughs> oh, there'll be an ant on the blanket. I do stuff like that. I do stuff like that with do meditations. Um, if someone says to me in a meditation, you know, like on a guided meditation or something, and this is something I attempt to do with so little success, all I can do is go, oh, my hands is slightly touching them out on that side and not that side. Oh, could I, if I wriggle this way, could I? And I basically like adjust myself throughout the whole time. And then they're like, and now come back into your body. I'm like, oh no, I didn't ever leave my body. I never <laughs> left. I never left. <laughs> I never left. <laughs> but I can feel that it's resistance. And so my friend Mariel, who's fantastic um, and is doing a guided meditation every morning at 8am, still point space on Instagram, you find her, but it's this great thing that I did for the first few weeks of lockdown. It was really helpful. But anytime she gave an option, like picture a light in your chest, it could be pink, it might be green, and I'm like, pink, pink. Oh no, green, green. Uh, hang on, how do I feel if it's green? That's exactly green is, what Oh no, 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 pink, pink, try pink, pink. Okay, is it spreading throughout my body? No, no, okay, oh no, no, now she's saying it's spreading throughout your body, so you've gone too fast. Okay, so slow down. Okay, oh no, is it, am I looking at myself from the outside, or am I, what is wrong yeah. with my brain? <laughs> we refuse we to refuse relax. to relax. I refuse. That's our tagline. I'm exactly. I used to do headspace. Yeah. Just relax. You're relaxing from your head down to your cheeks. And I'm letting it go, letting it go. I get to my ankles and they're like, your hips. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so you were like, time sensitive. Come on, let's get on with this. Let's scan. Let's yeah, fine. This. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get on to the meditation. Oh, this is the meditation. Oh, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really, really yeah, quick thing good. about headspace. He always goes, first of all, I don't like the way that he pronounces T's, whatever. Okay, like, good to know. Just a, a little, a little bit of, a little bid. A little bid? Little What's wrong bit. with you? Stop transatlanting it. A little bit of Monica. <laughs> In my life. He's mumbo number fiving me. But he always goes <laughs> and feel the weight of your hands and your arms in your lap. And I'm like... Who has their arms in their lap? And I always am like, can I get my arms on my lap? How? I have to really slouch. Is there something wrong with my arms? Is there something wrong with my lap? It's so true. It's so true. And they're not heavy. It always takes me out when I'm like, I wonder if anyone else feels like this, that their arms don't touch their lap. So I'd love to hear. Oh, please let us know. Please there let must us know. be someone out there being like, <laughs> yeah, that gets me. <laughs> That's so true. I've never even thought that because I'm always lying down. I'm like, I'm sorry, mate. And no, I'm not meant to fall asleep, but you've got five minutes and I'm out of here. <laughs> we really are against our own brains. So that's good. Now yeah, you know, guys. We are. <laughs> Let's get back to what we're here for. What we're here for, yeah. The Little Mermaid. Did you have a nice time watching it? I did. We put it on the projector as well. So I was like, oh, I'm living the dream right now. 
Hey, it looked really old. It looked so old. Okay, M. when do you think? Do you already know when it came out? No, I don't know. Okay, make no, a I guess, make a guess. I loved it when I was small. But I think I was about seven or eight. 90? Oh my God, you're bang on. Oh, is it 90? Bang on. <gasps> but well because done. I God, never saw this. Yeah, you are really good at it. I'm shit at it. I wonder Cause... if there's a job I could do. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work at a bowling alley and now I'm really good at telling people's shoe size from their shoes. So if you like put really? your shoes in front of me, I'd be like, oh yeah, you're probably seven, seven and a half. I wish you could do that with bra. I just can't find a bra oh. to fit. Yeah, that would be a great skill. Oh, I'm getting a good full frontal shot of the titties. Um, For the listeners, I've changed the zoom angle to my sweet titties. She's wearing clothes, <laughs> but yeah, I'm you can't have everything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 1990. Wow. And I just thought it was older than that because I was thinking, God, it looks so old. Every time she turns her head, her face looks different. So different. They should have known better really in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the scenario is with, with any of that. Like, it's probably uh, very Short hard. Circuit was being made, mate. Yeah, but that's different. Very different from I'm animation. just saying, if we can make animatronics, we can draw better. Oh my God. I thought... <laughs> She is bringing shade down on on Disney, on Walt Disney Studios, Sorry, Walt. no less. <laughs> Sorry, if Mr. you can Disney. make a robot, you can make a better drawing. Get on with it. Well, just I think you've got it. the best of the best in this industry. Her eyes are manic at some point. Yes. Absolutely oh, manic. Oh my God. Um, but I should have known because of the hair. But I just thought it was earlier because I, I was like, hair. this looks old. Yeah. It, yeah, but I thought they'd remastered because they remastered a lot of Disney films, didn't they? So it did still surprise me that it looked that old. Yeah. It didn't bother me. Still absolutely found it peachy. Loved it. Although I've really enjoyed watching with my still legit eyes on all the past episodes that we've done. This is the first one for a while. I've put it on and just slipped into like a sweet duvet of nostalgia. Yeah. I... I actually was like, mm, Little Mermaid, don't have many recollections of it. And then as soon as the opening the opening sort of sequence happens and they're on Eric's, Prince Eric's ship, where he's like old hand, old man Grim. carer. Grimsby. Who's like butler, unveils his birthday oh, present yeah. on deck, like pulls a sheet off a giant stone statue. Not notice the fact it's of Eric. about to sink the ship. <laughs> on a ship? He's not noticed it. The ship's not sunk. How did they get it on deck? How on earth did they get it onto the ship? Like, Also, he hates it. Because it's hideous. Yeah, because he's such a down-to-earth, such a down-to-earth, like, you know, floppy-haired white guy. And, uh, but that one of the fish flop yeah. off the, the ship. And did you do it? Did you do the... <gasps> Phew. <gasps> Phew. Yeah, I did. And I started feeling... And, and Josie messaged me. I was simul casting with my friend Josie. Um, our friend Josie. Yeah, come on. An absolute legend. And she said, phew. She sent me phew. And as he was going down and the world started opening up, I was like, oh my God, I remember yeah. this so clearly. So that was really enjoyable. And then we go down. I mean, my first thing that I think I have to, I hung on for the whole first bit was Ariel's handbag. <laughs> I did not remember. She's got a tote. <laughs> she has got a tote. And she was actually, credit to the artist, her face is different in every shot, but that bag. 
Why has she got a tote bag? Oh, because she's collecting artifacts from human life. It's not practical. It's not practical. Are you suggesting she needs a dive bag, Anna? I'm just thinking... Keep the water out. It would, there would be a lot of drag because of the water. You want a string bag. That's what you need. So when she's out artifact hunting, showing absolutely zero fear, yeah. she comes across a shark. Yeah. Did you notice the problem with the shark here? Um, no. Tell me. Out of all the fish in the ocean, the shark is denied a character, a personality, a voice. Yeah. It's just an extra. It's an extra. Well, it got Jaws, so I think they were like trying to re rebalance the casting. There was just a little bit of me that wanted to find a Nemo callback, but it was like, I'm having fish tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because... Every other um, animal under the sea is all like getting along and playing in the band and everything. And then the shark's just like, yeah, I'm just a prick. I'm not even one of Ursula's. <laughs> I'm not even one of Ursula's posse. I'm just like a solo bastard. And, but also, <laughs> just with no, you know, no real kind of meaning in their lives. But also she- Just hanging around shipwrecks. Ariel keeps mugging off flounder. And calling him a guppy. She'd be dead in the first five minutes of the film, had it, was it not for Flounder? She's essentially Frodo in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for why? For a snarflat and Snarflat, please. A sn oh, shit. <laughs> um, my, the first half of the film, my main critique is, what really is it that she wants? Because she's obsessed with the land and the surface dwellers and so humans. on and humans. But is it because of the stuff? Or as she goes to this cave where she's saved all these little artifacts that she's found. She's fetishizing humans. She's fetishizing humans, but she's also she's like, as Adam said, it's a capitalist um dream. It's a capitalist dream because she's just like, I want all this stuff. Under the sea, I don't get stuff. I want stuff. I've got a museum she full of wants stuff. Material. Um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so what is it that you want? You want the freedom? You seem to be very free. Like you're 16 years old and you're like just bopping around on your J's, like swimming wherever you want to yeah. go, hanging out, going to surface disobeying. Missing really important concerts, which is a dick move. Real Ariel. dick move. Real dick move. And really embarrassing for your family. And also, you're a brat. I'm sorry, but she's a brat. She's not ready for marriage in this big change. She's 16 and she is a brat. She's a brat. She gets everything that she wants. Triton's like, this is my favourite daughter. All the other ones, they have to <laughs> straight they up. have to tie their hair up. But Ariel gets to have her head. All her, all her sisters are like from New Jersey as well. They're always like, oh, Ariel. <laughs> yeah. Alana. <laughs> oh, Daddy. Patricia. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, Daddy, can't you tell? She's in love. Why are they from the Jersey Shore? <laughs> so she's a little brat. I still think she's so fit. Oh, my God, that hair. That hair. Oh, my God, that hair. Did you ever sit in the bath or a swimming pool and try and make your hair do that? Not really, but now I regret not doing oh, that. Oh, I did. I always used to try and make it waft around like a mermaid I look like some kind of, I look more like Ursula actually which can I say Ursula is my spirit animal I love her fucking hell yes so great did she scare you when you were younger 
I don't think I was ever scared by her, but I do remember me and my friend Bay used to be like, you poor unfortunate soul. Fortunate soul. I think that's where my mum got my babies from. <laughs> yes, yes, because she says that, doesn't she? She does. My babies. My little poopsies, she calls them. But I remember finding her so scary. Really? And Flotsam and Jetsam I found really scary as well. How old would I have been? Like six? Mm. And all the kind of sea creatures when they kind of reach out. The people that she's transformed into Yeah, her they're gross. Kind of yeah. They look like stubbed out cigarettes. Why would you want those in your house? That's not nice. Like that. Why? Well, she's a witch, Emily. She so is she a witch, that but that's, you know, generalising on witches. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Witch shaming. But my point is, she went from being my worst fear at six to, and I'm nearly, I'm 36 this year. Mm-hmm. She's fucking fantastic. I want to dress up as her. Yeah. Oh my God, that's exactly what Josie said. She sent me a message with a photo of like a cosplay outfit of, of Ursula being like, I want this yeah. to be me. She's like all about the body positivity. She looks fantastic. Well, I don't know about that, actually. I would disagree. She mentions weight three times in the film, or maybe it's once and then a prolonged one, and it's all about losing weight and she basically tells ariel shag him when she takes her voice she's like don't underestimate body language and then does this whole kind of raunchy thing about oh yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I get that but but what i don't see why that what's that got to do she with can't well it's kind of shame it kind of is a she mentions fat as a negative i don't think she doesn't mention fat as a negative she's the one saying I'm practically wasting away. I'm No, no, no. So aside from that, that's her that's her first time and that's not mm. really that. But her examples of when she's luring Ariel in to the shittest deal ever put on the table in front of anyone. But, when she puts that deal on, yeah. wait a sec, she puts Go the on deal on and she, her example is a skinny man who wants to be fit and a fat woman who wants to lose weight. Well, this is it. I think that she herself is totally in love with her own self. Oh, yeah. But the film... So, I mean, in terms of, like, her own... And now we're getting into, like, what's the mindset of Ursula? But, like, in terms of her herself as a, as the character, she's all body positivity. She's like, look at me. I'm fabulous. I'm gorgeous. I'm amazing. Yeah. The film has made her weight an issue and makes weight an issue. Uh-huh. Do you think that? I No, I do agree. I agree with that. But the I'm thinking of it like she is the film yeah 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 no but i agree with <laughs> but you But you're absolutely because... right she as a character is owning it but they make but the they film keep... yeah yeah and the film saying uh her saying i'm wasting away we're meant to go haha no you're fat yeah she's yeah. not she's oh, looks damn fine she plays she it amazing. very well yeah and she's got this amazing short haircut anyway i'm a big fan can we talk about the deal she puts on the table yes exactly what i wanted to say i thought hang on a minute she is putting a deal pure and simple she doesn't trick her she is not i mean i know later on she, she tells like, her the blind plot. truth like this is a shit deal Full love. truth oh by the way if you fail in three days and some people do you will end up like this you will end up like one of these squashed out fag butts over here. <laughs> which is and I what they look like. And I will take your voice. And it's like, if I will own you in perpetuity. Everyone's like, yeah. And may- maybe she does trick her a bit in terms of um, her saying, what do you mean? Guys love 
voiceless women. She does, she does go, oh, you don't need your voice. Men love quiet women that don't talk and just, yes. you know, just look fit, essentially. The look words like to that song are pretty mm. bad. Mm-hmm. Re- really bad. Yo, Paul, unfortunate soul. What I want what I want from you is your voice, but without my voice, how can I? You'll have your looks, your pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. Huh. Body language. Body language. The men oh, up there good. don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land, it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? So actually, she's not even... Keep going there, keep going, keep going. Oh yeah, sorry, you're right. Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they don't soon fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. But she is lying there, I mean. But, but she's only is she only lying there? She doesn't lie in the rest of it. Yeah, that's true. And she's so truthful. Character flaw or her opinion. Or an, a scathing indictment on... The role of women in society. We're looking at you, Walt. Yeah. But, you know, it's true. Like, she's not wrong. Guys, there's plenty of guys who are like, I just want a woman who don't say nothing. And, you know. A good girl in the shed. Dynamite in the bed. It's something like that. Good girl in the... <laughs> not the shed. Yeah, the shed, the shed. But Sebastian's song, so which is gorgeous as well, Kiss the Girl... That's got problems too. Uh, that's way more problematic. Kiss the Girl is so much more problematic. And actually, the whole thing with Ariel where they're like... It's such a beautiful song though. It's an amazing song. Incredible song. It gave me much joy. But as soon as she comes out of the water without her voice and with her legs... Naked. Naked but still wearing her shells. Those fucking shells we should be talking Zero about. Zero pants but she's got her shells on. Why has she just got fucking titty shells on? I'm sorry, but like... Free the nipple. That's not okay. I don't know. Also, the way her sail looked, you know when they put a sail around her and she looks a complete mess and in the next shot, it's fallen into the most sublime dress. I can't even make a sarong look like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's it. The whole time when she comes ashore... And she's got legs. It's all, she's just batting her eyelids and like squeezing her cleavage. Yeah. You know, she's essentially going like, oh, oh, I'm so pretty. And let's face it, if an ugly girl like had washed up on the on the shore in that way. Yeah, because he doesn't even think that that's her. No, they're just like, yeah, you should marry her. She's fit and completely silent. You've known her for two days. She's completely silent. You can't communicate with her at all because she doesn't write anything down or anything. Show us the awkward silences. So that's what was confusing me. Like, if they had kissed in Kiss the Girl, would it have been a true love kiss? I don't think so. Because he was still wanting the girl with the... He still didn't think that was She her. is pushing herself on him so much. And it's this thing She's only of got like, three days, babe. She wastes the first one. I totally get it. But I'm like, if you want to get your man, you just need to get up in his grill and like force him to want you yeah you know play the role get the kiss but everything plays out as it's meant to Anna no it wouldn't have been true love's kiss because you have to wait at least one more day (laughs) for Mm -hmm. true love's kiss and that's the other that's the main issue with my second half yeah because she doesn't lose her voice until 47 minutes in and it's only an hour 22 the film what is this thing about love what are you talking about 
What are you talking about? This is the problem. Infatuation is not the same as love. Our insane standards of love and romance in the West is really stemming from our obsession with these happy ever after stories where someone sees a girl in a glass coffin and is like, oh, I'm in love with her. Yeah, great. I'll kiss her and marry her. Yeah, that'll be fine. What are you talking about? You literally, you fancied him, you saved him, you sung three lines to him and apparently you guys are in love. That's not how it works. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. So- that is what Disney do with their films, right? Their fairy tale, mm-hmm. happy ever after stories. And then you take into account what a dark story it came from. It didn't come from a fairy tale, happily ever after story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the mm-hmm. same as Pocahontas, I guess. Well, it's just literally rewriting history, isn't it? So to speak. Yeah, I know that Little Mermaid is not actual history, but it's make it, it's going, Anna, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I mean, um, it's, it's quite current. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Little Mermaid lives with Santa. Um, but yeah, it's just this thing of like, what um, What are you selling us? And it's always this thing of, they meet for a brief moment, you know, they see each other in a forest or blah, blah, blah. And then there's adversity and then they're brought together and suddenly they're meant to live happily ever after. They don't know each other. And Ariel hasn't spoken I did think this. I thought in about three months, not even that, she's going to miss the sea so much. Yeah. I want to see the yeah. sequel where she's desperate for a dad to come and visit her so she's going to like me at Papa, change me back. I'm done with well, this. Well, actually, I thought that was really interesting because first of all, can we just acknowledge Triton's DILF status? Because... Okay, I was going to ask you this later. I was trying 100%. to save it. Prince 100%. Eric or Triton? Oh my God, Triton, are you serious? Triton, I used to fancy Eric so much. I used to really fancy him. And Triton, all day, every day, he's fair. When he's firm, he feels the guilt. He learns from his mistakes. Sure, he's a bit of a hothead, but so's Ariel. Oh yeah, and actually he's got a heart of gold. And where's mum? Like, we don't know, he's a single dad. He's a single dad, he needs, you know, so many daughters. She's 16, (sighs) she's at that age. He's just trying. You know what he needs? You know what he needs? No. Me. I tell you what he doesn't need. Any more work on his abs because they are fine. Oh my. And he doesn't even show it. Like he's, obviously he's topless, but he's not flexing. He's he's an absolute catch and I don't want to trigger you, Triton. Fish joke. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of Triton, I thought there was a strong parallel in the first half of the film of like racism, essentially. Because he's kind of going, you saved a human, you went to the surface. Yeah, pr- big and prejudice. Like, big but he prejudice. was going to die. And she, he's like, one less of them to worry about. Yeah. And I'm like, if we made this uh, about a fancy white girl living in Beverly Hills and her black boyfriend. Yeah. Was, do you know what I mean? She saved, she got herself into danger because she was saving you a black person. You will marry person. one of our own. Oh, just another one of those. One less of them, you know. Yes, it's Save the Last Dance. No, but um, <laughs> but there's there's a real strong thing of that, of like rejecting. She lives a very privileged life. Mm-hmm. And they're rejecting out of hand the worth of another 
race, literally, you know, like whether yeah. that's someone from another country or something. And obviously that's what we learn later on. I mean, he is saying that humans eat our species. Mm. His prejudice is, well, like all prejudice and racism, it's based in fear. We must still imagine that fish eat other fish and things like that, like the ecosystem. Yeah, well, I wondered what she was going to eat because they really served up a lot of fish. The The racist French chef. Oh, my God, the racist French chef. Well, John pointed oh out, he was God. like, that's pretty that's pretty on the nose, isn't it? And I was like, no, he's just a French chef. And he was like, Emily, one of his lyrics was just ha hee ha And I was like, oh, all oh, right. Uh, okay. Also, in, in the run-up to the song, he goes... Oh, Champs Elysees! <laughs> he says Champs Elysees, just the name of a French, the name of a French road. Cyberg, quel fromage! I fucking love that song so much, so much. One of the guys at my drama school did it um, as a performed song oh, at wow. one point, and did it's, he perform it, it is in a hilarious. in the accents? Yeah. You can't. How do you not? You can't just say. I know you. Ca- you can't. Actually, that would be quite funny to Champs say. Elysees. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, um, but that's quite horrifying. That bit where he's like trying to kill Sebastian. It's absolutely terrifying. It's so mm. bad. I wanted to know what happened after that scene. So she, he, Sebastian escapes, and he's on Grimm's plate ariel spots him and is like come over to my plate and then the scene ends and i'm like then what they all had to eat something was it fish did she eat fish would she have eat when she had legs did she eat fish it's the happily ever after of the dinner table isn't it we just cut away from it and then sebastian's fine but what else happened was it a chicken she can't eat chicken she's friends with a seagull what does she eat under the sea chicken of the sea <laughs> Also, can we just quickly talk about Sebastian? I'm just having a look up. I meant to do this earlier. Um, Samuel E. Wright. Okay, Samuel. Cool. Yeah, Let's I got go. it in my notes. I had a look as ah, well. well done, I wondered yeah. who played Sebastian and whether that was legit. Yeah, so he's, I mean, okay. So he's American. He's born in South Carolina. So, okay. I, I love the fact that Sebastian, also I'm like, oh, I wonder what sea they're in because he's from the Caribbean, but they don't seem to be in the Caribbean sea. Um, <laughs> And there is the whole lobster crab debate as well. And I know he's a crab, but he swims really well. Um, he's a crab with a huge face. I love how they were just like, yeah, we want him to be a crab, but can he also have like a huge pocket of face that comes can out? Can he be like a lobster a and a crab, they said. And all the other crabs in the film will look completely different to him. And at one point he's wearing, a, he, when he falls down in their sort of cave of wonders, he's wearing a diamond ring around his neck. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. first of all, you don't have a neck. Second of all, how small are you? Like, yeah, Errol, what is this? Triton's massive, so you'd be Disney like... Disney took a perspective a fail speck. on that one. <laughs> yeah. We forget. Also, you. when Triton comes in and busts up her house, her museum of wonders... Yeah. To be fair, and this is just another pro-Triton thing... He mm. breaks like three things. It's aggressive, but there's still a there's loads. She's been completely disregarding him and hiding things. She has absolutely no regard for anyone else. You know that concert. I touched that room. Sebastian could have lost his job. Also, just very quickly, Sebastian. <laughs> Love that. That's a line. 
In our review of Little Mermaid, Sebastian could have lost his job. Is brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, like Sebastian. Sebastian's a composer. That was the first thing that made me do a double take at the beginning of the film. I was like, oh, hang on. That's his job. He's a composer, not like yeah. a trusted aide of Triton, not like a chaperone or an advisor. A composer. When she tries to chase after the wedding ship, you know, a wedding ship. Um, <laughs> We've all got one. He can't follow. He's tiny. He can't swim to catch up with her. So how... Is she, he going to, like, keep track of this wayward teenager? It's all right, because Flounder can pull a whole barrel with her attached to it later on. What What on earth is Flounder meant to be in very strong little clownfish. Little guppy. Yeah. Also, you know, if you have legs, you can swim. But um, just on Triton again, and, and to do with, like, Ariel being a brat that gets everything she wants, it's so irresponsible of him as a ruler to sign that final... So he basically... Oh um, to God. save Ariel from being... Because she's she's broken her contract. She's not managed to get the kiss in time. And Ursula is taking her voice and kind of turning her into that fag butt uh, in her little uh, <laughs> house of horrors. And he comes and he tries to reason with Ursula. And she's like, you know what I want. I want your powers. And he's like, yeah, okay. I mean, he's more pained than that. But he signs over his powers to Ursula with not a moment's hesitation, really. To save Ariel, hello, she's going to kill Ariel in like two seconds anyway, and all your other children and your whole kingdom will all be now under the thrall of a sea witch. That's not cool, man. You have responsibilities. Triton, Ariel, Patricia. I don't trust them. <laughs> little, little bit of Monica. Um, they... <sighs> I don't trust them to run the ocean because that they take some shit deals. Ursula mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm. basically, do you want to buy this broken car which is missing loads of parts and will kill you? And Ariel's like, yeah. I'll and then later it. on, Triton comes I'll over and she's like, do you want do you want this car instead? And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. Only if you kill my daughter and all the other daughters. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on, Triton. Knock my house down, please. That was a bad metaphor from me, but yeah. No, I, I hear you. And I, I agree. Try it in your fit, but that was a really, it was a, it was a dick move. Yeah. But you know what? It's, to go to the end, it really frustrates me that at the end, when she's like, kind of, he's given her legs and all this shit, she doesn't talk. Like she hugs him she goodbye. She still doesn't talk. You think she'd have loads to say. You have not spoken to your boyfriend, your fiance, your now husband. Ursula's words have gone in. They've gone in. Well, I I think that there's just... I mean, she already just looked at him and was like, I fancy you, therefore I love you. She saved him, which is obviously great, you know, good. But, I mean, do they just have Stockholm Syndrome? It's mad. (laughs) Because all she's done is sing... What does she sing? Like, a few lines to him. Ah. Yeah. Oh, no, she she sings... A few times. Oh, she sings when he wakes up, when he's shipwrecked, what I would give to be part of your world. It's nothing. It's not a chat, is it? So what's that? Like, that's not a foundation for a relationship, guys. Not even a little bit. It really isn't. And you've given up your entire culture. If you take anything from this podcast... Yeah, don't sign your your tail away just to be with a guy (laughs) that you've rescued from a shipwreck. Guys, please. I want to bring something up to you. We're selling mugs with that on. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, merch available. Go on, babe. I want to bring something up to you that I think it's because I've been having a bit of the old therapy. Well, the oh, new therapy. Love actually. a bit of therapy. Went really deep in to uh, growing up a mixed race kid last week. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it loads and it's so weird because even our career, people want to talk to us and about the fact that we're both mixed and different mixed and kind of building a career off that. Never really mm. realised how cross I was still about a lot of things. Yeah. And then watching, I won't go into it now because, you know, I'm not a therapist, you're not paying me. So watching it, there was the, the part of your world song and I was really into it and this sudden thought hit me that she just lives in this world where she does not fit in. No matter what she does, she doesn't fit in and wants to be part of another world where she will be classed as different all the time. And I just wondered whether I loved it so much as a kid. Maybe I just loved it because I was, you know, between six and eight, probably didn't watch it the year it came out. Stingy family. But um, (laughs) I just wondered, I could have just loved it because it was Disney, but what do you reckon? Well, as you said that, I was like, wow, this is a real, um, this would be a good film to show a transgender child, you know, a child who who didn't feel like they're in the right body. Essentially, that is what's going wow, on with okay. her. okay, yeah. Um, yeah, because you're right. I think the, it's a shame that essentially she goes from one world of privilege to another world of privilege. Yeah, like how long is she going to live in that castle? If this is pre them being in love, she's still like, Chilling out in the castle. Just chilling in the castle because she's a beautiful girl for yeah. no other reason other than the fact that she is beautiful. Thank and that's actually... Fuck, we're gorgeous, Anna. And if this situation oh God, happened God. to us, we'd get oh to Oh, my God, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> when I laughed on the Zoom call then, you could see all my chins and it seemed like, oh... Which is you are beautiful. All your chins are beautiful. Thank you. But it does raise a question in that respect... It would be a very different scenario, I think, if she was not a beautiful, uh, slim, attractive girl. Because, and and that's something that I'm not really qualified, I think we're not really qualified to talk about specifically, but... That could be you know, such I, a strong story, couldn't it? Because, you know, if you, if you are, for example, transgender, it's so much easier to pass and transition if you happen to be, for example, I mean, like, uh, historically, Thai lady boys, uh-huh. you know, because you all Thai people tend towards being very small boned, petite, hairless. Do you know what so I mean? If like you already fit the social, socially accepted characteristics of that gender. It's yeah. much more difficult, I think, if you're uh, a big, butch, hairy backed guy with a full beard or uh, that's six foot five. I mean, it's hard enough for um, a, a cis woman who's six foot two or six yeah. foot let alone or if you're a very small featured woman that wants to transition into being a man I just think that her beautiful white woman privilege is so so much of what propels her to be able to you know it doesn't matter if he fell in love with your voice if you're in that boat he's not going to kiss you if you look like you know flotsam and jetsam yeah, I think I know we're trying to say that like he's such a good guy and he doesn't want a statue of himself because he's so noble but also he's obsessed with his dog <laughs> oh my god fucking yeah, all he does is play with dog. that dog Max come here Max oh my god leave the what dog alone silly boy I know all he does is play with it 
okay, well, you know, maybe get a friend. <laughs> maybe Max is a metaphor. <laughs> all the other so- um, sailors on the ship, they, they all look like squashed plasticine men. They, and they really do. <laughs> they look like first draft Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> first draft Popeyes. Oh my I'd love God. to use that as an insult to someone, mate. No, first draft Popeye. <laughs> no, because we don't Popeye shame. We don't. No, Popeye we don't. Shame. We don't Popeye <clears throat> shame. But you're so right. To go back to your heartfelt point, thank you. I think there's a difference between being aware of the fact that we're mixed race and you know we don't really fit in on the left or the right or the this or the that, and acknowledging that it's different from really like understanding how it affected us growing up. And I feel like I'm only just scratching the surface on a lot of stuff like that i i really surprised me at the age i am now that i was like oh that's why so much about me was crafted by by that and the fact our Mm. parents bless them they couldn't really guide us because they're not the mix we are so they didn't have the same experience and i did tell my mom briefly about that session she was like god you know she's got you know she had her own you know everybody got issues up, she, yeah we all got our own Everybody's stuff but she was like issues. i thought you were okay and i never you know it just would never have passed her mind that the problems that i was facing then were those of little mermaid status <laughs> yeah of course yeah exactly and and in a way you know you might notice the things when it's being celebrated and it was like oh wow that's so interesting or oh you know but no one's like oh god i guess you must really not feel even growing up here which is the most diverse borough in London. She's in Halsby. I'm in Brent, yeah. Brent. But this is, and this is where I grew up. So, you know, it's, everyone's a mix, but you venture out and everyone's like spring roll this and ching chong Chinaman this. And Bonkers. I didn't realise how not a normal everyday thing it necessarily is to have to deal with racism on the bus all the time or like walking around, mm-hmm. you know. For some people it is. But some people it isn't. But I used to get loads of very surprising racism that I was like, there's no precedent for this. So people just didn't pick up on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess Ariel's kind of identifying <laughs> to, bring, to try and bring this back to Ariel. I can't. I don't know. But yeah, she's never going, like you say, she's never going to, she never quite belonged even Sebastian's like, no, oh, if we take you back, you're just going to be miserable for the rest of your life. And he acknowledges that she isn't just fetishized and she wants she knows what she wants and she wants to be part of this world but even when you go into that world it comes with it comes with the cost of letting go of that whole part of your life eric's not gonna fucking understand he's a prince he's a legit everything's gone right for him prince okay he doesn't have any parents i wonder what happened to them sure but (laughs) that's true yeah, yeah, he's he's Maybe handling. bond over that. They'll work in time. She's still sixteen. She'll change her mind in like three minutes. Well, this is the thing. It's like Romeo and Juliet. She, they've just seen each other across a crowded ocean, and then they're marrying off the sixteen-year-old. Just like, seen mm. each other across a crowded ocean. <laughs> Bloody hell, Triton. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Hey, listen. Before we summarize this film and see whether it was still legit. Please, can we read out the email that we got this week because it is incredible. Oh yeah, it's a doozy. Okay, great. Hold up. We've 
got an amazing email here from Adam. I'm going to read it out, Em. Shall I read it? Yeah, yeah, read it out. <laughs> Hi, Anna and Emily. Firstly, thank you for guiding my lockdown viewing as I approach another half term without being able to leave the fucking country. Oh, I hear you, Adam. You. We hear you. Hear you. Feel you. Listening to your conversation about Short Circuit 2 reminded me of when I was teaching English in Austria. A group of students were preparing a sketch based on Scrubs, which they were going to perform in front of the school and their parents. Scrubs the programme? Scrubs, yeah, yeah. I guess... Or Scrubs the TLC. That's no Scrubs, so that's the opposite uh, of Scrubs. You, you will very shortly know which Scrubs I'm talking about because okay. it goes on to say... One day they proudly came into the lesson armed with face paint, green to represent sick people, and brown for the kid who was going to play Turk. (laughs) Just assuming these are all white kids as well, I'm just going to assume that these Austrian kids were all white. Um, Cue a rather difficult conversation with a 13-year-old Austrian kid about how that would be inappropriate. I thought I'd made my point clear. Oh, God. I hadn't. Fast forward a couple of days to the dress rehearsal when he strolled in fully blacked up. Oh, my. Oh, no. I wonder what he said to him. What did you say that was misunderstood so wildly? I know how. Oh, my God. But that's it. Like, if you're that ignorant, I guess you're just like, oh, I didn't do a good enough job of blacking up. (laughs) What on earth? It's offensive if I don't do my hands as well. Oh God! <laughs> that is awful. What did he oh do? Okay, carry on. Sorry, so sorry. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I had a megaphone in my hand at the time and prom- promptly stopped him in his tracks. Amazing! Can I just say he what? megaphoned I him? Lo- the megaphone situation is the situation I would like to have witnessed. No, that is a sketch I would like to watch. <laughs> Luck. I mean, listen. If we all could have megaphones whenever we see. Like, <laughs> stop it! In its Whenever track. we see instances of racism, we're just like, not acceptable, not but acceptable. There were people watching. Put the that face sketch. paint down. <laughs> do you think there were people watching that sketch where Turk never made an appearance, and they're like, oh, how non-diverse? Oh, They've only used yeah. the white members of cast. Oh my god! They were just trying to represent. Adam, thank you so much for that email. And that, honestly, anyone listening, that is the kind of anecdote we thrive oh, please, on more just for that awful feeling that you get in your <laughs> stomach. He's actually said, clearly the spirit of the casting director of Short Circuit 2 lives on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's suggesting friends for a future episode, which definitely we're going to come to. Yeah, we should do friends. We should do it's friends. It's hard to know how to, to get to tackling it because you're like, do we take friends as a whole? Do we look at a certain episode? Yeah, and it's probably so discussed as well. So what do we give you? I mean, mm. I mean, a lot of tangents probably. <laughs> yeah, we might might have to do a few of them. Yeah. Um, We've also had butter. a few suggestions from listeners for different things. So everyone, we're taking them on board. They are on the list, absolutely. Shall we just wrap this up? Legit? Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Still legit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. As I think it fairy is still tales legit. go, as yeah. fairy tales go, still legit oh am i just saying that 
What do you think? I personally, I mean, look, as a film on its own, I think it's still legit. I kind of, um, I kind of have a problem with all the Disney princess stuff in and of itself. Even Moana? Across the board. No, and I'm I'm thinking sort of pre-tangled, I guess. Yes, pre-tangled. But, you know, Moana is fucking amazing. Um, But, yeah, I do really worry about, like, princess culture. And it's almost unavoidable. I have friends who... um, who are like, oh, I just kept princesses away from my little girl and now they're fucking obsessed with princesses. Yeah. It's just really, I just think it's icky. I don't like the way that um, it makes young women think about relationships well, and if goals. If we say then that this is still legit, are we saying that, yep, they could make that again and that would still hold up? Because mm. then, then I'd have to go back and be like, oh, no, it's not. It's not legit because if you make that story again and don't change a thing, it doesn't Mm. hold up. She just needs to talk more at the end. They need to have talked. They need to have somehow. It can't. And everyone needs to stop spying on her and telling her to shag people. Well, I mean, the spying, I kind of get a little bit because I'm like, she's a teenager that keeps getting herself potentially killed by a fisherman. You know, I guess that's what Triton's fear is. True. So, but I am like. She could have been talking to him. Yeah. In between the singing or what have you, but like... So a few more lines. You're just like, it's legit. Just give her a few more lines. A few more lines, a few more days to actually yeah. get to know each other. Yeah, but that's always... The, the wedding at the end of a whirlwind romance is a, is just an issue in general. Do yeah. you know we should do Romeo and Juliet at some point? Oh, yeah. Baz Luhrmann's. Yeah. Not the book. The sto- The story. <laughs> not, not the book yeah not the no book. The, not the play book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, we should do that I think that would be a yeah. good one yeah let's get it on the list but um, on that note what are we going to do next week I always ask you as well like I don't know well I'm good I'm going to ask you because I can't remember what are we doing next week Emily next week Anna I'm very excited to tell you we're going to do something completely different and revisit yeah. one of my heroines of a comedy childhood, Goldie Horn in Private oh Benjamin. My oh my God. I love Goldie Horn so much. I haven't watched a Goldie Horn movie for so long that I'm, I'm so excited. I really hope it does hold up. She's amazing. And also you should follow her on Instagram because she's just joyful. She is still um, legit. Oh, she's incredible. Okay, great. Well, I can't wait. Private Benjamin is available on Amazon Prime to rent. I'm sure you can find it in other nefarious ways as well, but we won't encourage that. You can contact us on isitstilllegit at gmail.com and we honestly do love hearing from you and our socials, which are at egg comedy, because how would you know we were comedians if we didn't book comedy in the social because we're female. Follow us on Instagram as well. It's at stilllegit podcast. We'll be doing some polls and seeing ahead of time. We'd love to find out what you guys think is legit and not legit before we go into the film and into the record as well yeah just keep your eyes peeled for that we will see you next week for our next episode where we'll be looking at private benjamin oh yeah see ya bye